0: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Andy Goulet, welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thanks for having us, mate. Andy, this is something that has, over the past almost two decades, become the passion of your life. And uh, every day you're. Eating, drinking, breathing youth culture. And uh, to talk about youth culture with you and and, uh, to have you is 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 a real privilege. So I really appreciate you making yourself available to come and uh, be a part of this segment today. Youth culture, uh, is it something that the church is losing a battle in? Uh, What's the biggest challenge that Australia faces with young people today?
1: Oh, I see a really healthy youth culture coming through, uh, not only through the church, but uh, through young people in general. I think there's some really, really intelligent, really amazing young people out there coming through, and uh, what we see in the media, it gives us a perception of losing a battle and Drugs are big and alcohol's big, which, which they are. Alcohol is, is a big thing, but there is a, a really healthy generation coming through and I, I think a lot of credit needs to be given to them.
0: Okay, perceptions here are important because uh, when I was framing that question, I was thinking in a negative way that, that people might be thinking of young people somehow or other missing the mark. Uh, what you're saying is there is a huge hope Uh, in young people and there is real potential in this upcoming generation
1: oh absolutely it's just unfortunate the media don't uh (laughs) don't highlight that they're always looking for the worst they're looking for the drama and the bad things that happen and and uh for example schoolies last year was probably one of the healthiest we've seen Uh, some of the best decisions young people have made and and there are still definitely a percentage that are going hard and Alcohol, you know, is a major framework of Aussie culture, unfortunately, in a, in a negative way. Uh, but uh, but there's a bigger percentage now wanting alternatives. They're looking for something uh, that's a bit healthier.
0: Okay, well, we might enlarge on the issue of alcohol and young people, and there might be listeners who might like to contribute to our conversation here. You might have your own perspectives. You might have insights into your own community. And uh, interestingly, there might be some different perspectives that come from people who live in capital cities or uh, in coastal communities or uh, maybe a whole lot different to what happens in outback communities, wherever you might be listening to... Today, uh, to our, our program, you might like to contribute to our conversation. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. That's 1-800-316-316. Uh, when we talk about young people uh, and this secular society that we live in, uh, we would be aware, Andy, that, uh, that the majority of Australia's young people are not connected to a local church. Uh, is there a, a a perspective that you can... Perhaps uh, you know shed some of your uh, heart about when it comes to the spirituality of young people and uh, and where that might be leading them so far as secularism and and Christian faith goes.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the, the previous generations and previous decades had have, have seen a bit of a shift away from uh, families going to church on Sundays, and I guess the busyness of life now and sport and a whole range of things have really taken the focus on the conventional meeting side on Sundays where we have had a whole generation grow up used to not going to church or that's not sort of their deal but definitely there is uh quite a good spirituality search in young people they're very open to uh I guess you know discovering who God is for them and and they have different pathways. This year, these these new generation too, and but a really really community focused. Very uh, some some really good qualities in these young people coming through. But I love seeing uh, the church in Australia too. There's over 388 different churches that do Red Frogs, and from all different denominations. And I love going in and seeing this. Uh, I guess new breed of uh, young people coming through that's really genuine, really legit and, and really non-judgmental, not out there trying to throw steel reinforced Bibles at people and Bible bash them at every street corner, but that—they're loving their mates, serving their mates. And uh, for me, that's being a real Christian.
0: And when you talk about almost four hundred churches involving themselves in red frogs programs uh, let 's just get a, a quick uh, in a nutshell idea of what uh, red frogs is let 's talk about the foundations of of red frogs and actually how you came to to be handing out red frogs and and that breaking down a whole lot of barriers just Just recount for us a little bit of history of how Red Frogs began and then we can, uh, we'll can we we'll understand uh, the context and where we're coming from today, talking about how you connect with young people in today's youth culture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was a, a youth leader, youth worker at uh, City Point Church in Carindale in Brisbane here and uh, I got involved working with skateboarders uh, in my local area, uh, just taking them skateboarding every week and, and uh, that, those skaters when they got to year 12 went to schoolies week and, and from there uh, went down to schoolies with my skaters and, and then foolishly volunt- said to a hotel manager, Would you like a hand with this 30,000 schoolies on the Gold Coast? And they just <laughs> dragged us in and, and got us helping. And from there, it was just started with about 17 workers and now we've gone to 1,500 nationally, about uh, 19 locations and, um, uh, and uh, all around Australia and Fiji and Bali. Uh, But then, uh, you know, that branched into universities. For us, Schoolies Week is just pre o week in unis. And uh, we started in one uni in Brisbane and now we've gone to over about 140 residential colleges around Australia and just about every university in nine countries. And and then also we help out in music festivals, big music festivals around Australia, doing uh, some of the mosh pit care and and triage care of um, music goers that drink a bit too much and so we basically become Australia's party crashers, if I could sum it up like that. Wherever there's a party, we just get in amongst it, and we're like the designated sober guys, uh, walking kids home, looking after them, putting water into them, and um, just being there really uh, uh, to to safeguard
0: a generation. And you're a part every year of. Almost every news coverage of what's happening with Schoolies Week because not only does uh, the media, in all its forms uh, television, radio, newspapers, they always are reporting on uh, what to expect with Schoolies Week and Andy Goulet. Bob's up on the screen, and you're talking about red frogs, you're talking about young people, you're talking about protecting them, keeping them safe. Uh, What a privilege to be able to be called on by the national media to have that say and to bring an expression of hope for those young people.
1: Oh, mate, my head's not what you want to see when you're eating breakfast for morning TV, mate. I've got a good head for radio, that's about it. Uh, But yeah, look, it's a real privilege, and also it's a privilege to represent the church in Australia too, and... uh, have a voice on youth culture and, I guess, uh, be a part of, I guess, culture change uh, with uh, the youth culture as well and looking at how they treat alcohol and the necessity for alcohol uh, to have fun and how that's modelled and, and getting some counter models in there to make
0: a bit of change. Uh, let's talk a little more about alcohol because it is the primary thing, I, I imagine, uh, because, you know, there might be a, a drugs culture that's uh, that's coming into uh, young people as well, but it's certainly uh, alcohol is the big issue, and the big thing that uh, that seems to be the trigger point uh, for violence and for poor choices that young people make. Uh, this is a significant issue, isn't it, for ch- for young people in Australia?
1: Oh, absolutely. Al- alcohol is is one of our most dangerous drugs in Australian culture. There's no doubt about that. For for example, our Schoolies Week Red Frog Hotline, we get about ten thousand calls on that every year, and uh, last year, our teams got to 702 alcohol poisonings and intoxications up in those rooms and caravan parks around Australia compared to 73 drug and alcohol ones. So alcohol by far is our most abused drug. Uh, it, it is a major factor in domestic violence and, and uh, one-punch-can-kill incidents and a uh, whole range traffic accidents. I think I was talking to a, a doctor and he, he was saying in his hospital... Up to seventy percent of admissions on weekends are alcohol related in our hospital system. So it is a major, major factor, and and uh, I think we we it's how we drink. Our attitude towards alcohol is the real issue as Aussies. We're pretty much known all around the world. We've got a pretty interesting drinking culture, us and the Kiwis, and and uh, where a lot of countries you grow up with alcohol, respecting it. We, we, we have a competitive nature to alcohol. And if you think about our sporting background, we're such a good sporting nation for such a small country. But unfortunately, that competitive nature switches into our alcohol. Uh, where John O goes on and do a carton, his mate goes on and do two. it's all about outdoing your mate and this competitive thing. And unfortunately, that slipped into our drinking, which has made it really dangerous.
0: One of the other things just to raise and inviting listeners to be a part of our conversation on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen, 316 316 is this issue of who is actually meeting the needs or reaching out to young people uh, in our culture, in our society. And I know you've got some reflections uh, that say it's not necessarily the church that's actually meeting the needs that young people have, reaching out to them, investing in them.
1: Yeah, I'm a big believer about, uh, you know, you see a lot of issues on TV and you get really moved by certain uh, incidents and, and and you almost think like it's 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 too much to do anything about it. But I'm a big believer about always doing something, uh, that everyone can do something. You know, doing something is always better than doing nothing. And I think think uh, and what challenges me, and even you know, for the local church I'm involved with, and and being a real positive impact in my community, I look at who really is uh, putting the most into the young generation, in my area, and I'd have to say it's the pubs and clubs. They they run free buses and and free t-shirts and free feeds and happy hours, and they're they're putting heaps into this generation for. For their motives and their their profits, and that that's up to them to do that. But for us, how much are we actually doing as the church, and you know, how much are we putting into young people in running skateboard events or festivals or programs or running alternative things that? can uh, counteract some of this momentum alcohol has. So at least gives people a choice. And so for us, Red Frogs, we're not anti-drinking. We're just anti-ending up in hospital. So we're anti-really abusing alcohol. And, and for us, I think young people don't have enough other options not to go out and have fun without the grog. So uh, I'd love to see a lot more churches being more active and putting into this generation a bit more. And, you know, they're all saying, what you sow, you reap. And I, I really challenge myself, how much am I sowing in to actually reap some good good results with young people. And am I giving them ways out of this one-way freeway that sometimes our party culture is?
0: Well, churches are grappling with this idea of reaching out to young people. And I think you've just actually shared a whole bunch of great ideas uh, which are not rocket science. Uh, just take a lesson out of what the pubs and clubs are doing to attract young people, and, uh, and uh, not without the alcohol, uh, but to actually make that connection. Uh, because there is a sense, isn't there, that when we talk about children's ministry and youth ministry, and if we couple those together uh, from your older church membership, uh, that somehow or rather there's this sort of babysitting mentality for children, and uh, perhaps it carries over to... Young people—it's a babysitting mentality. Uh, you know, just have something going for young people; they'll be—they'll be fine. That'll do. Uh, but that's not enough, is it?
1: No, not at all. And, and that's where we really try to get ahead of culture and set culture, not follow it, and and be—you know—to create in the music scene and sporting scenes and party scenes even some alternative momentum. And we—and some pretty cool stuff's been happening. Where, uh, say, with some university parties around Australia, where. Uh, we went head to head with uh, a big uh, alcohol uh, uni party, and um, uh, we put a non-alcoholic one next door. And it was like a paint party theme. We had a big white marquee, and everyone got a white overalls and uh, big buckets of paint. We had a Red Frog DJs in there, and and everyone smashing each other with paint and and having this party. And, and normally this other big event gets about seven fifty to it, but we ended up pulling five hundred, and it got two fifty. So. To go head to head with a big, uh, you know, drinking party and dominate it is amazing to see that sort of thing. But so it just shows you if you've got good theming, if you've got good events, you can have fun without necessarily getting totally past it off your face. And, and so it's about having alternatives, I think, and putting options out there.
0: And the creativity that goes into preparing and strategizing to actually make an event like that happen. Uh, th- these ideas I suspect aren't coming from the older church members. I suspect they're coming from involving young people in the in the decision making in the formation of all the creative stuff. Is that the way you do that?
1: Oh my dead right there um and, and even with red frogs, like we get a lot of our young guys contributing to our shirt designs and what we do, and that 19 year old that because it's really about them looking after their mates and mates looking after mates and and keeping it very generational relevant there, so you know we're we're old colleges now, so we've got no idea, you know, on some of the social media, the trends, and all these things. So and, and trends in youth culture change very very quickly, and you can be very out of touch within three to six months, very quickly, even a couple of weeks these days. Uh, and so it's really important that you have young people contributing to in have a big say into the methodologies and how you do it, and also the language you use and styling you use and the design you use too is so important this is 2020 with neil johnson helping you make sense of life culture
0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision our special guest this hour, Andy Goulet, founder of Red Frogs. We are talking about youth culture. You're invited to be part of our conversation today. One 316 Andy, let me just come back to this phenomenon which we call schoolies. <laughs> uh, it's you know it's something that uh, every young person who's finishing school thinks about going to a schoolies event. Uh, some will make good decisions and some will make bad decisions. Uh, what do you say to parents uh, and to young people about whether they ought to go to a schoolies event? I mean, I suspect there'd be some people listening to our conversation saying, uh, "Well, I would just, uh, I just, uh, you know, put a stop to any idea that that might even happen." What do, What are your uh, thoughts and advice to to people about these sorts of things?
1: Yeah, well, actually, uh, my daughter went to schoolies last year, so uh, I actually. Started uh, Red Frogs in '97 when my daughter was born, so I think it's a big plan just to cover my daughter last year. So I had 1,500 workers; she couldn't go anywhere in Australia without someone looking after her for sure. But I was very, very uh, stoked actually. She actually chose a Scripture Union, uh, a program called Backflip, uh, which is these uh, big uh, yachts in the Wit Sundays, and they travel around to islands uh, all week and have dance parties at night time and. Just a great program. So as soon as she said she wanted to do that, I was so quick with uh, paying for it and said, "Yep, you go on, no problem at all." Uh, so there's some really good alternatives out there and options out there. I know, uh, Scripture Union in Queensland run quite a few, and there's there's a quite a few options there. But uh, yeah, I meet a lot of parents and a lot of parents, uh, you know, let their kids go and others don't, and it's really up to the individual and up to the parents. And and there's probably some real key things that I think it's sometimes uh, some of the parents that are a little bit scared about letting their, their young people go to schoolies. though they, they come up with some really creative ways on how to maybe curb their enthusiasm a lot where a lot of uh, parents have gone, look, you, you can pay for your own way to go to schoolies or I'm going to pay for an overseas trip to New York for you. And, they, and they've and they gone for that. Or, or you could go to schoolies or have the second car. So they, they make some really, uh, you know, make a bit of bargaining power in there. And that's a good thing any young people uh, listening, if they want to get some good deals around schoolies time, just scare your parents with the idea of schoolies, and then go
0: for the jugular to get some free trips <laughs> out of them. Absolutely. Okay, we've got lessons on manipulating parents here. That's yeah, uh, right. that's great. Uh, a couple of years there, when my daughters were going through schoolies times, uh, and my uh, eldest daughter, she decided to take a friend and uh, visit a relative uh, on the Sunshine Coast, and they had their own sort of. They did their own little schoolies getaway. It was still, you know, it was inexpensive because you were staying with a relative, but they had their own free time to do things. Another couple of uh, daughters have participated in schoolies, but not necessarily from going to be part of the party scene, but actually manning some chill out stations and actually being a blessing to those schoolies who were there and finding themselves, you know, dehydrated and uh, and uh, in need of that uh, that chill out station bottle of water. Uh, there's there's ways that people can participate, and obviously a lot of your volunteers are coming from that angle. Well. You know, kids are out there with potentially uh, bad choices they're making. What if I get on the side of actually making something worthwhile out of this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, we have a lot of 18-year-olds that do come along. Uh, For schoolies, you do have to be 18 to do that program. Uh, But we do have a lot of 18-year-olds that come along and they're just uh, doing schoolies and serving their mates and and, uh, celebrating that way, which is sensational. We love to see that. But also a lot of schoolies that go that almost become an undercover frogger in their hotel room, that they become the designated sober bloke for the or girl for the week. And they're there looking after their mates and making sure they're getting walked home, ringing the red frogs to come help them out. So we have a lot of undercover froggers out there during schoolies, which we would love to, uh, we've got to actually a hashtag undercover frogger uh, for random acts of kindness and doing good things with your mates out there that we get them to hashtag and, and show us what you're doing for your mates
0: one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 our number, you might have some thoughts on, uh, well schoolies is one part of what we're talking about today, youth culture our special guest is Andy Goulet, founder of Red Frogs let's take a call, Rosemary's in Melbourne hello Rosemary, welcome along to
2: 2020 hello
0: Neil how are you doing Rosemary? good, oh, thank you Good. what are your thoughts on what we're talking about today?
2: Uh, I'm very interested to listen as a uh aunt in my, in my 60s. Yep. And uh, I'm very much needing to listen because I'm interested to hear because I like to keep a youthful approach at my age of 64. Right. Which is, might sound unusual, <coughs> excuse me, unusual, <coughs> but it can be done in various ways. And I'm, <coughs> excuse me, I'm blessed. Our family so far appears to be blessed that the young people seem so far to be doing reasonably well. And so I keep my ears open and keep conversations, communication lines open and I'm aware of where people are at and what's going on. And uh, so I, I feel very grateful to God for the young people in my family.
0: Rosemary, what you're saying is uh, you don't want to get old before your time. (laughs) You want to be actually able to communicate uh, uh, and actually be a role model uh, for those teenagers that are emerging as your nieces and nephews.
2: Well, I think with all these, these atmospheres, if there is a steady influence, hopefully somewhere in the family, of security and steadiness, yet a youthful aware approach and awareness of what's going on and what it's like, and my challenges back in my younger days as well, because let's not forget how we had all these similar things, but probably to a lesser degree, which we can look back on and reflect on and remember our approach to it, etc.,
0: Rosemary, let's hear from our guest Andy. Andy, uh, this idea of a steadying influence and of uh, not being too old that you can't relate to teenagers. This is obviously a, a, a wonderful thing.
1: Oh, 100% agree, and, and we have some great volunteers that come down even to schoolies, and uh uh, you know, in their, in their 60s and 70s and become like the grandparents of schoolies. And uh, all, yeah, with the, I guess, the uh, a bit of a breakup of the traditional family unit in, in Australian culture, uh, young people are more and more needing more older role models and just people that are available. And, and youth work's not dependent on age, it's about heart. And if you've got a heart for young people, you're a perfect person for it. And uh, because they are looking for input from all different generations, and and uh, our generations above us have a big role to play. Because sometimes our uh, that that parent structure hasn't been available; they've just been too busy with um, work and are too busy with their own issues. But to have more and more people with that love and acceptance for young people makes a huge difference and it's a big need in teenagers
0: Rosemary from Melbourne thanks so much for being part of 2020 talking about youth culture in Australia, uh, is the broader secular culture overtaking the influence of the Christian church, what have you got to do to turn that around, what have you got to do to be a Christian who influences youth culture rather than just observes it and perhaps commentates on it in a negative way One 316 316 316 Our number, Andy Goulet, founder of Red Frogs, is our guest. Andy, let's talk about... There's a lot of challenges that young people face and, you know, while we're focusing... And we've mentioned uh, alcohol, uh, the whole uh, drugs issue is a a major challenge and we sometimes relate that to a typical rebellion that sometimes happens in young people and of course uh, uh, sexual choices and all sorts of things like that. Uh, That even extends then to to other issues like the isolation that a lot of young people have and their inability to really uh, connect with others because of their social media, Uh, you know, some people might call it an addiction, Uh, those sorts of things, these sorts of issues, major issues that a lot of young people are facing.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it is uh, some new generational issues, particularly the social media one where whole generation are just glued to a screen and and becoming very isolated in that too and not being, developing real uh, tangible relationships, but they're all these uh, online relationships, which actually does create some separation and a bit of isolation in there where we're really called to connect to others and, and to be communal and there's a part of us that really needs that. So uh, that's a huge danger. And and on the drugs thing too, we definitely are seeing a bit of a trend on the drugs, uh, particularly the last couple of years into schoolies. It's creeping in in a, in a bigger way. And uh that, that trend in the drug use is quite alarming for us.
0: You might have your thoughts. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's take a call from Winston in Western Australia. Hello, Winston. Welcome along to twenty twenty. Yeah, good day. Winston, good to hear from you. What are your thoughts on our topic of conversation today?
3: Yeah, look, I've um I found that at first I, I was one of those thoughts that uh didn't really uh, believe that that to meet someone else you had to crack open a a bottle or vessel or anything like that and I've found that uh, when I sort of joined say you know like a a church group per se um, it would then sort of turn into you know sort of have a couple of drinks after you get together with the church group sort of thing you know you kind of end up find a few people and you go off in a group and you if you go down to the pub or you go to someone's place and you have a drink after catching up with the church people sort of thing. Um and you know, they also, you know, sort of taught me skills and all that, you know, sort of sort of like, you know, all right, this, you know, church gathering and finish, you know, let let's go off and party, you know. Um well not party, but get together and drink. Winston. And Sure, keep going. Um, that kind of, like, still a way of uh, getting, of you know, skillfully socialising with others with a bit of a drink.
0: Uh, let's let's talk through this issue. Let's hear from Andy Winston. Uh, you're talking about alcohol and youth groups, and uh, a lot of people be confronted a little by that. Uh, your thoughts on what uh, on what Winston's sharing there, Andy?
1: Oh yeah, look, uh, you know we're we're not anti-alcohol at all, mate, and it it, it varies. Uh, I think for uh, town or city or. Actually, nation you're in too. I know in the UK, a lot of the socialising is in the pubs after, even after the church, people go down to the pubs. That's a very common thing, and I think it. Uh, or each church community is very different like that, and their their relation to alcohol. But it's really if alcohol dominates you or you dominate it. So it's like I all call it that slave master type thing where. Uh, you know, if you can, if you know your limits and you stick to them, and you're you're strong in that, no worries. And and I'm always wary of the people I'm with. That that even though I might be in control, uh, if I'm with a bloke that maybe has had a few issues there, I'm probably better not to do that and maybe go for a few coffees and sh- sh- shot a few short blacks with him, rather than uh, you know taking for a beer. Now I, I personally don't drink, but that's a personal thing for me because of the young people I deal with, but, but but a lot of my staff do that work in Red Frogs as well. So it's all down to the individuals and I think it's all that, that social network and, and, you know, we're, we're out in that. Uh, I, I still go to the pub and clubs, but then I have my soda water with my bit of lemon in it made as my thing and yeah, still well, socialise well, around. Mate,
3: cause I've, I've got to drive to pubs and all that sort of thing, so I just buy and have something non-alcoholic while I'm there and come, come home again sort of thing.
1: Yeah, that's and that's a good way to go, mate. And that's good. It's still about being out with the mates and socialising, and not being not. And I think for a lot of people, they might be a bit afraid of that, but it's a really important role modelling that people are seeing that you can have a great time without totally getting off off your face too and getting too drunk. I reckon it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's
3: sort of, but but it's a bit. I don't know. I find it a bit hard to get young people to kind of believe that, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, from the from the yeah, that's right. And I think uh they take a while to grow a brain, mate. Too some young people, like I know that for blokes particularly. But I think the more and more they see uh blokes out there and and, and others out there that are modelling what it is to be in control and not not getting drinking too much. I think that positive role modelling is the real key. I think that's the key in schoolies. Like we go up in these schoolies rooms and we have got a team of like seven hundred and fifty on the Gold Coast workers around the same age and. They're, they're drinking pretty hard at Is the first couple of days, but then they're around all these froggers that aren't drinking. By the end of the week, they're not drinking as much. They're just having fun with the froggers because it's been modelled to them that you can actually have a great time without relying on the alcohol. So I think the more and more role models we can throw in the mix, the better.
0: Winston from WA, thanks so much for your input today here on 2020 and a lot of questions raised in this conversation. And uh, some of those questions might be around about about how churches think about alcohol. I am from a more conservative position where I say it's a good thing to to abstain and to not be a drinker. Uh, There might be listeners who might like to contribute to our conversation when it comes to youth culture and alcohol. 1-800-316-316 is our number. Our special guest is Andy Gooley, and we're talking about uh, youth culture today. Andy's the founder of Red Frogs. He's called the Boss Frog, and there's a lot of volunteers who are a part of Red Frogs' programs. And, Andy, it's not just here on Australian shores. You were reflecting a little earlier about what the rest of the world sees as Australian uh, culture around alcohol. Alcohol, and that's coming from experience too because Red Frogs is now international and uh, and you're actually getting an experience of what others are doing overseas.
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. Uh, in New Zealand and South Africa and I think 23 uh, cities in Canada now and through England and Wales and Scotland, even over in Poland and Krakow. Uh, we, we're looking at uh, starting some operations down in South America as well and, and uh, yeah, right, right around. So the frogs has gone global, mate, global frog domination, so...
0: If you were reflecting on the alcohol culture in these other nations, uh, compared to what we might understand as this alcohol culture in Australian youth society, uh, how different is it?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting because there's a lot of lot of nations, and, and particularly in Europe too, uh, kids grow up uh, with you know drinking wine and drinking with meals and in family situations, but it's very well respected and well modelled, so they don't have a huge bin-drinking epidemic like we do. Uh, But uh, so over there, I meet some rugby players that they get contracts in Australia, then head over to uh, France and some of these clubs, and they say that the boys will go out and have a few beers, but then they'll switch to the coffees afterwards and have a few short blacks, where Aussies push past their limits. So I think the line and the edge of the cliff is much further out for Aussies. We'll push, we'll go past the line, Find another line and then go past it again. Where a lot of uh, there's a lot of benchmarks in other countries that uh, restrict what is the the common practice and what's acceptable. So what's acceptable here, I think, is far out above what's acceptable in a lot of countries.
0: Well, I think of the work and the ministry that Red Frogs does, and given that we're talking about alcohol and youth culture and the church, and where a lot of people in a more conservative position in church life would say, well, you know, we don't want to uh, to get involved with that culture. We want to set the example from outside, Uh, Some people might be critics, but what you've said is that uh, what you're doing with Red Frogs is you're actually connecting with that culture, not being judgmental, uh, but with the idea that if you're going to actually bring change to that culture, you've got to be able to connect with it, and change doesn't really ever come from standing on the sidelines and shouting abuse.
1: No, culture change comes from inside out, not outside in, and I see a lot of programming that's a very outside good idea in approach, they're trying to come from an outside perspective in, but you've got to get in the heart of youth culture to make a change. And so for us, getting in the heart of those uh, schoolies parties and the heart of uni parties and the heart of festival culture and the heart of sporting events, and it's really change comes from inside-out approach. So it's real that, uh, you know, being a part of something and in something before you can really see change in it. So I think a lot of times it's about, you know, just, just letting your, your, your life really speak more
0: than your words and what I can hear your heartbeat saying in all of that is that you're actually there to serve those young people uh, if you were there to uh, as you were saying a little earlier you know waving around a bible uh, uh, that's not necessarily the way to serve but in serving you're actually delivering a very powerful message
1: well yeah or well, Jesus was a pretty good role model with that I, I really like one of my favorite scriptures is Matthew twenty twenty eight, where he said he did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So for me, servanthood leadership and, and serving is really the DNA, I believe, of what it is to be a Christian. And, and being out there serving, not judging, not not telling people they're, they're not doing good or they shouldn't live a certain way. But it's out there looking after your mates and being there for them and serving them, I think, is an element of what true Christianity really is.
0: Okay, so connecting with the youth culture, and whether it be through Red Frogs, doing your schoolies activities and into universities and music festivals, and you guys are there these days, and a uh, fabulous ministry, uh, but for that church uh, that's a local church in a local community, they don't necessarily have a Red Frogs connection, and they do want to do something that does connect with young people, uh, where do you start? Uh, what do you do? Uh, give us a few little inspiring ideas if you can... Uh, Uh, think about uh, how you would advise people.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, people can go to our website, redfrogs.com, and have a look at all the different areas, say that if you're a parent that have schoolies going, we've got a section for you on advice for parents. If you're a schoolie looking to go to schoolies, we've got a section for you as well. And if you're actually moving from regional Australia into university or if you have some young people moving to residential colleges we have a massive program in halls of residence around australia and we've got some great advice and also some great people to connect with when they arrive from uh, coming from regional australia into the big cities and to the universities as well and also if there's uh, high schools in the area we do high school education programs so we I love to come and get our program in your local school uh, in your area, and then also as a church, uh, you know, to to uh, send workers uh, to schoolies is sensational. But also to just to pray at schoolies time, you know, prayer is such a big thing and and such a needed thing that it's just amazing year after year we our teams are walking in the right building in the right floor at the right time when a girl's half climbing out a window and they grab her, or just walk into a resort. Again, right place, right time and this young girl sitting in a spa bath by herself, slowly slipping underwater, and her teams grab her just in time and Time and time again, the amount of just real, I call them divine appointments we have of right place, right time. And so we really appreciate the prayers of, of many people during schoolies week.
0: It's big stuff at schoolies time. Uh, it's also big stuff when we're talking about uh, O week and, uh, you know, young people getting a start in their tertiary studies, uh, going into university. It's a time when things really can change depending on the the crowd they get in with and that peer pressure that's applied. Uh, music festivals, what about the ordinary people who uh, in church life would say, well, you know, the youth culture is sort of happening down around the pubs and the clubs, uh, down in our main street in our town. Uh, how do we actually make some sort of influence there on a Friday night? know, we're talking about big events, but, you know, does this sort of stuff, the same thing applies uh, in our local town on a Friday night?
1: Yeah, exactly. It happens everywhere in Australia on a Friday, Saturday night and Sometimes every night of the week Uh, and it's really looking at firstly doing your research well in your city find out what's already happening quite often there's uh, some street program or there's a program happening that's already there and you might not know about it so it's good to do your research first. Then there's also, I'm a big believer that just doing something's better than nothing. I think that if you're really passionate about something, you've got to have a crack at it. And to make a difference, you've got to have a go. There's too many gunners out there. I was going to do that or going to do that. And there's too many whingers, people that whinge about youth problems. But don't whinge, have a crack, do something. So, for example, you know, it might be that, that uh, you might have a high school chaplain really working with young people and, You've got a heart for young people, but it might be you bake 100 muffins every week, drop it down to the local chaplain every Tuesday, and you'll literally be reaching hundreds of kids with your muffins because you cook. So it's about just doing what you can. With the example of a pub night, it might be setting up a hydration station from uh, 1 to 2 in the morning. So you set up outside with some uh, icy poles and a water station and some donuts, put a bit of food in them while they're drinking, just to chill them out a bit so they don't get as aggro when they come out of the front of the pubs and stuff. But again, it's important to work in with local police, uh, your local council, uh, also your local drug and alcohol agencies because you will come up with some pretty... Uh, heavy issues there and and there's some great uh, programs like in Brisbane there's street chaplains that are out that are really experienced in those areas so it is important that you do your research well before you do have a crack at that.
0: So you might need some some permissions uh, and getting the right people on side to support what you're doing but really we're not talking about a high cost outreach here this is actually fairly low cost really isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely, and we find a lot of our uh, sponsorships are value in kind sponsorships or products where local businesses are just as concerned about the alcohol problem in your town as you are, and they we get so many local businesses that donate uh, end of donut king donates end of night donuts to to feed put into the drunk people. Local butchers will donate sausages for social sausage sizzles. Bakers donate bread. So you'll find local community will really get behind this and donate a lot of product. And you can do it very, very cheaply. It doesn't cost much, and particularly just giving away water. It's
0: amazing. And I suspect if you were doing that, it's not just uh, the youth culture that you'd be influencing. You'd be influencing every uh, age that might be turning up to the hotel on a Friday night trying to fill... The void in their own life uh, through alcohol and uh, and the sorts of relationships formed in those settings.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. For for Red Frogs, we more target the big youth nights. There's certain student nights at pubs that we target, but there are a lot of great agencies out there. Rosie's Drug Arm, a whole heap of agencies that are that are really good to have a research into to how you do that really well. But then it, that's right, you do hit all age groups, and we we do hit all age groups
0: as well. What sort of personality trait do you think you might need to be the person who actually uh, is there uh, doing these connections. And and I guess when you talk about, you know, you're turning up uh, between midnight and one or one and two in the morning, you're actually at a time, not as people are entering the pub or the club, but you're actually at a time when they're actually uh, inebriated. Uh, you've got to have a particular sort of, uh, you know, strength of character, personality, uh, to be able to be the person who's there uh, relating in that time.
1: Uh, yes and no. There's uh, there's role for everyone, and and that's a really good question too, because we find that there's some personality types that really don't like talking to people. They're not they're not. They love the one on one stuff, but groups scare them. But but they they are the best ones to be in there cooking the barbie, setting it up, serving, and you need your servers that serve really well, and then you need your people persons that could talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles too. You know those ones that are out there <laughs> talking to all the guys and really keep him occupied. So we have like almost like you serve teams and then you're great, great connectors that are great with people out front. So you can be any type of personality and, and make a difference. And it actually both are just as important. I know at schoolies some of the best feedback we get at schoolies is not the the, the most uh, you know charismatic, flamboyant frogger that walks in the room, but they say, your froggers came in and, and did all our washing up and cleaned our room and no one asked them to. That's amazing. Blows them away every time. And they're the quiet ones, the ones that – Aren't big speakers, but they love, they let their actions speak louder than words.
0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Talking youth culture this hour, Andy Goulet, founder of Red Frogs with us. Uh, Andy, uh, this is such an amazing topic to talk about because this is the generation that is uh, going to be calling the shots in the next little while and maybe they are calling the shots even now. Uh, Some of the things we've discussed, issues like alcohol and uh, rebellion, uh, those sorts of challenges that come with isolation because of the use of social media. Uh, These sorts of things, young people are, this is their life. Uh, Making the connection takes a little bit of effort. And uh, I think what you're saying is the effort that you put into young people has to be an effort that actually serves them. And that makes the connection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And look, I'm I'm so impressed with this generation coming through. They just uh, never cease to amaze me. And I think well, don't be don't be fooled by what you see in the media. There's actually a really really healthy good generation coming through, and 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 that will make a difference. Are make a difference. They're they're very social conscious. Very very got social justice as a high priority in them. Uh, very high on, on community and and being genuine and being legit and uh, just a great generation coming through. So we've got some amazing leaders and and some some really amazing things to yet be created and birth too. I think there's going to be some amazing real entrepreneurials coming through in this next season.
0: The caution I heard you say earlier, though, was those distractions, those things like sports and uh, uh, there's even a shopping culture that we haven't talked about. But there's a lot of things that can distract young people from uh, the things of God, uh, those Christian foundations that all Christians want to reach out to young people with. Uh, what you were saying a little earlier is uh, it's pubs and clubs who are winning the match when it comes to who's actually relating. What are we got to do as a church, uh, to, as people who are Christians, uh, to link young people into the things of God, the ultimate issues and questions of the kingdom of God?
1: I think it's about not being afraid of, you know, I think sport's a great thing and even shopping's a good thing and all these things that can become distractions by themselves. But it's about being, for me, church isn't a building, it's actually people. And, and we are like the body of Christ to, to, you know, to be love out there. And I think for us, it's really uh, being that in whatever sporting club you're in and workplace you're in, university you're in. Is to really represent, you know, your your belief system as best you can, and you're not perfect, and you make mistakes, and people relate to our mistakes more than our successes. It's just being very genuine and honest with who we are and what, who you are, and and your journey as well. But I think it's really about uh, you know not getting too isolated in just what you do, and always connecting back to you know your community and who you are. And uh, but but again, we're seeing some really great things in sporting clubs where. Young players are coming through and and not getting sucked into the big drinking cultures as much, but um, getting some tight
0: groups and community support groups in that area as well. Now, when people go to your website at redfrogs.com, they'll hear some inspiration type things there. They'll read some inspiration. They'll get some ideas. They'll find out how they can connect with Red Frogs. uh, And you're open to connecting with people uh, right throughout every community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'd love that. And, and it, you know, out in, in the country regions too, I mean, uh, you might not uh, w- want to come to schoolies, you know, cleaning up vomit at 2 in the morning is not your thing. We totally understand that. But it would be great to sponsor an 18- to 25-year-old that wants to come and do Red Frogs. You know, you can sponsor a worker on our website. And we have uh, fundraising dinners around Australia and, and even collecting, like, little pancake shakers leading up to schoolies for a random acts of
0: pancakes. That's a good thing too. Well, visit the website. It's redfrogs.com. We've been talking youth culture. Andy Goulet, the founder of Red Frogs, the boss frog has been our guest. Andy, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020.
1: Hey, thanks, mate. Thanks to Australia.